If you're lucky, you listen to them talk. They're on their way up and they can't stop. For all things great, I ain't in hard top. It's Kev Lewin's decent to sandbox. Since the sandbox fans, what is going on? We are back. We just gave you guys our week four fantasy rankings. But now we're here to update you guys with some other decisions that we'll have to make in the fantasy football world. Uh, some of the questions that we're going to be talking about today so far are which players have underperformed, which players do you trust going down the stretch, are there any injuries that concern you, and who are you targeting via trade? Because this is an important time after seeing you know the first three weeks of fantasy football, you really get to know how you drafted, what direction your team is going, and if you're healthy. So Kev, let's answer the first question first. Which players have underperformed? And somebody that has clearly underperformed in my eyes, somebody I kept as a keeper in one of my leagues is A.J. Brown. Mm -hmm. And I know that Titans offense had a slow start week one. Derrick Henry got things going right back in week two. I mean, he's almost ran for 400 yards already. A.J. Brown, you know, with the hamstring injury, it is a little concerning. He hasn't practiced all of August. He hasn't practiced so far this season um, battling different things. And, you know, that's really concerning because I thought he was going to be a wide receiver one this year. I do like the fact that Tannehill had a better performance and Julio Jones is starting to look a little bit more acclimated in that offense. But I do think it might take another couple weeks for A.J. Brown, too. Like, if he is battling with this hamstring thing, um, if he even can sustain a whole season. But, you know, if it's this bad right now, I think, you know, another two, three weeks until he really gets fully healthy. So we might not see the best of A.J. Brown until around week eight. Yeah, so the first guy on my underperform list is actually a G-man. Oh, great. <laughs> and it's not Daniel Jones because I wasn't expecting shit out of him. So who is it? Kenny Galladay. Okay. I he mean, is. this is a guy that, you know, with the year he had last year before injury, I thought was going to come in and be a clear-cut number one wide receiver. Obviously, the two weeks... That hasn't been the case. Sterling yeah. Shepard's been, you know, taking the load in that sense. But respectfully, I mean, yeah, respectfully, <laughs> Respect, respectfully. Um, but no, I mean, I'm hoping, you know, now with maybe the injury, that can help Galladay kind of get acclimated to the offense. Not having yep. Shepard there, they're going to have to rely on him, and maybe that'll help for when Shepard's back get get both of them going at the same Absolutely. time. So I'm hoping he'll step it up. But he's a guy I was high on. I mean, I picked him like fifth sixth round this year as like a wide receiver one or two so and I think I think he's someone that you should be a little a little bit more patient with knowing that you know he was battling injuries with yeah. with his hip and things that you know coming into the offseason late um new offense new team I do like the way Daniel Jones is playing and yes you know sadly Sterling Shepard did get hurt Darius Slayton also has a hamstring injury but that does give, you know, scenarios for Kenny Galladay to get a lot more of the the small work, the, the yeah, reps on the inside that Sterling Shepard was getting mm-hmm. and so on. And Kadarius Tony also saw, saw a snap share increase with that. So I definitely think a lot more of the offense will go through them. Um, another player that I wanted to talk about in the fantasy aspect is Benna. Because, mm-hmm. you know... You and Lou specifically were, were really high on, on James Robinson mm-hmm. Spinner, um, but it really wasn't going to work with ETN. Mm-hmm. But now, with you know ETN not in the picture, you would think that James Robinson would pick up where he left off from last year, and he was a bell cow back last year. Yeah. Um, he was carrying the load, and obviously Jacksonville wasn't a great team last year. They're still not a great team. Right. But there was a little bit more of a sense of, of control in that offense with James Robinson running it like that. Now... 
Jacksonville will have to play from behind still for, for a lot of the rest of the season. But I would like to see James Robinson play a little bit mm-hmm. better. And I know that offensive line definitely ain't the best, but you know maybe with that trade that Jacksonville Jaguars made getting Dan Arnold um, and sending away C.J. Henderson to the Panthers, um, that could be something that benefits the offense and helps you know maybe blocking and creating some holes. Yeah, I definitely, I def don't think it helps Spinner with Jacksonville drafting Lawrence either because they're definitely trying to get the ball a little more yeah, and yeah. stuff like that. So last year they had Minshew, they were kind of just winging it, handing the ball off, letting Robinson do his thing. Mm-hmm. Um. But another underperformed guy, I should say, guy we talked about in the fantasy rankings episode, Robert Woods, man. Yeah. He's been pretty much a ghost this Absolutely. year. What's going on? <laughs> no, Robert Woods definitely has. And, you know, we would, we were also talking about in that in that same conversation how great Cooper Cup has been. And, you know, that's a test of the work that they obviously put in the offseason. But I would like to see Robert Woods get, get some more work, get some more love. And I do think that... If Cup sustains his workload, there's a high chance that he could sustain an injury. And you can't guarantee or predict injuries or anything like that. But just look at the past and, mm-hmm. and the type of seasons he's had before. You know, he's always produced. He's always been someone that's a fringe top five guy at different points in the season. It's just how healthy is he? Going to another guy that I think has underperformed. This might be somebody that underperformed a little bit more in deeper leagues than your traditional 10-person league. But... Robbie Anderson, and I don't know if that's because I set big expectations on Robbie Anderson or if the the Carolina Panthers have because he's someone that is making around $10 million a year, if not more than that. And he had a relationship with Sam Donald already, and I'm not saying that DJ Moore isn't you know a better receiver or anything like that, but I would just think that just having past experience in, in a previous relationship that, I don't know, that, that it would be a little bit more beneficial. And week one, you know, Robbie Anderson caught a touchdown. But last year, you could trust DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson. And now it's like Robbie Anderson could considerably be, I don't want to say droppable, but like fringe, especially in a 10-person league. Mm-hmm. Like you're not trusting starting Robbie Anderson over – like, honestly, I'm still starting Kenny Galladay over Robbie yeah. Anderson. No, I agree. I mean, I, I, he was by flex for the first couple of weeks, but then now he's replaced with Jamal Chase, rightfully so. So. All right, Kev, so now we can get to our next one, which is which players do you trust going down the stretch? And there were a lot of guys you could say, obviously, you know, you can trust your traditional first-round, second-round guys. Those are who you shape your team around. But do you have any names that, that you might be, you know, a little under the radar? Not really, honestly. It's all good. I mean, I got, you know, the typical Derrick Henrys, Mahomes, guys like that. Yes, sir. Yes, Just sir. guys that, because I feel like, I don't know, like, especially this year, too, a lot of, like, first-round draft picks are going down. I mean, McCaffrey's Absolutely. injured. Dalvin's, you know, banged up. So, those are guys that, I mean, CMC, too. I I have CMC on this list. I say CMC, if healthy, then yep. I trust him. But that's, that's, that's a lot of, I don't want to put all my eggs yeah. in that basket, but... I mean, guys like Mahomes and Derrick Henry, and and I said this to, to Jay the other day. I was like, every time fantasy comes around, okay. I always say to myself, if I get the number one pick, I'm going to pick Derrick Henry. He is a sure thing. Yeah. Came around. I got the first pick. I took McCaffrey, and that's what I get. <laughs> that's what I get. But, I mean, Derrick Henry, I'll take the two or three weeks where he puts up under 10 if yeah. he's going to play all 16, 17 weeks. You yeah. know what I mean? Because the other 14, he's going to go off for, like, 20, 30. So. True. So, two running backs I have that I'm trusting down the stretch. One of them, 
coming from the football team, Antonio Gibson. Mm-hmm. And like I was talking about last week, the J.D. McKissick involvement is really annoying. I'm not an Antonio Gibson owner, but I, I can only imagine. In two leagues. Yeah, that, that sucks. And you don't want to see that work shared, but I think the good thing about it is at least it's keeping Gibson healthy. Mm-hmm. And Ron Rivera definitely likes to give his running back the workload. As you can see, Christian McCaffrey got that when Ron Rivera was the coach. Mm-hmm. And to be honest, how else is Washington going to be able to get up and down the field right. if it's not through him? Yeah. yeah, they have Terry McLaurin, but if Gibson's having a bad game... They also have Taylor Heineke throwing the ball. Yeah, so. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Um, so I think Antonio Gibson is definitely someone, as long as he stays healthy, is someone you can trust down the stretch. I don't think it's ideal that you have to root for the Washington football team. I mean, they don't even have a team name. Mm-hmm. But Antonio Gibson is definitely one bright spot on that team. And the second guy comes from one of the better offenses in the NFL right now. And it's Chase Edmonds. And mm-hmm. He hasn't really stood out astoundingly, but he's always going to be involved. Yeah. And, and it's another person that has some other involvement because James Conner is in the offense. But I don't think James Conner can, can complement that offense as well as Chase Edmonds can. Mm-hmm. I think that's why they keep Chase, Chase Edmonds around. Yeah. They didn't sign Kenyon Drake back after just giving him a $7 million uh-huh. franchise tag. Uh-huh. So, you know, I, I really think Chase Edmonds has, you know, consistent flex play ability. But, like, I also think it's, like, a low tier of, like, a RB2. Like, I, I honestly think that there's that amount of trust there if you're talking about PPR leagues, especially yeah. full point. I mean, we just seen Najee Harris got 19 targets. Like, if you don't think that Chase Edmonds can have a game where he's getting that many targets, like, you're wrong. Yeah. So, those are those are just two guys that, that I could trust down the stretch. Mm-hmm. All right, the last one that we're going to talk about here. Not the last one that we're going to talk about. The last one you're going to see mm-hmm. is who are you targeting via trade? And mm-hmm. there's a lot of guys at this point in time that you could say, oh, they've done so well, but it's like it's only been three weeks of the season. And then there's guys that you could say, oh, they've sucked so far. But then you can also say it's only been three weeks in the season. Mm-hmm. So it's obviously hard to, to predict how their success in, in their future is going to be. But... I want to know who you're picking, YS. Who are you targeting on the trade market? All right, so this question I kind of framed in regards to my own fantasy teams because obviously depending on how many fantasy teams built, you got to trade for different guys. But I got a few names here of guys that I would, you know, probably a couple, couple of names probably won't be traded because they're having good seasons. But again, if I could work out a trade, these are some guys I would go after. My first one's Joe Mixon. I had a Ooh. chance to take him in the draft. Really didn't know what he was going to do this year. And the first, he stinks in the I know. episodes. And the first three weeks, he uh, wow. he's impressed me. So that's a guy who, and and most of my most of my my fantasy leagues, you know, Gus Edwards obviously was a running back too in one of my leagues. Yep. Josh Jacobs is banged up. Dalvin's out. McCaffrey's out. So these are guys that I feel like are valuable, but I won't have to give up like top tier fantasy players. That's so true. Mixon, Clyde Edwards, Alaire. And uh, DeAndre Swift. Those are the three running backs I had because I feel like those are all guys that, you know, again, on my team could make a huge contribution. And I, I feel like I wouldn't have to give up, you know, still decent, but nothing crazy. Yeah. And then two receivers. And wow, I know dude. this is a wishful thinking, but Cooper Cup and CD Lamb. I mean, for going. <laughs> You've been hounding me about CD Lamb since week one. What's going on, brother? Let's make a trade. Uh, but him and Cup, I mean, obviously, if I had the opportunity 
to trade for them for the right for the right price, I would in a second because they would complement my other wide receivers very well. If there was one player I could trade for right now that I knew I wouldn't have to give a lot up for, I can guarantee that they're only going to get better this season. Javante Williams. Yeah. I just talked about him in the fantasy episode mm-hmm. um, in our Week Four fantasy rankings. So make sure you go and listen to that. I think you know Denver is playing pretty good ball right now. Three and zero. Yeah, they played some shit teams, but they're supposed to beat shit teams. Mm-hmm. And their defense is playing complimentary football. Melvin Gordon has run the ball pretty decent so far, but I'm seeing flashes from Javante Williams. And I said he could arguably be, be, you know, the best running back coming out of the class. And I think that we're starting to see some Javante Williams traits that we saw from Jonathan Taylor last year in those sort of flashes that we're getting. So if there's one running back that I could trade for right now that I know I wouldn't have to give up a lot for that I could trust every single week right now, Javante Williams. If you have Javante Williams and I'm in your league, let's talk. Another one, another Williams, Mike Williams. Mike Williams is playing some great ball right now. And it's so hard with Mike Williams because I feel like people are going to try and sell him high. Mm -hmm. So I don't want to say, you know, give up a boat to go and get Mike Williams because... That's not ideal, and you don't want to ever, you know, give mm-hmm. up more than, than what you have to. Do I think there's going to be a point in time this season where Mike Williams, you know, dies down a little bit, where he's not catching so much? Absolutely. But if he's showing the flashes of catching two touchdowns and over 10 passes right now, and, and he can stay healthy, then I'll take that, you know, four mm-hmm. games a year. And yeah. the other games, he can give me, you know, 80, 60 receiving yards and, like, maybe a tutty. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that'd be dope. Um, But if you have to overpay for him, I wouldn't do it. I do think Mike Williams is someone that's going to see, you know, a lot of burn from Justin Herbert um, throughout the rest of the season. So definitely someone that I would trust and I would target. Moving on to our last one. Let's talk about some injuries that that we have to, you know, see and deal with in fantasy football and what are the ones that concern you, Kev? There, there are some I'm sure you've been personally affected by, yep. and some maybe not so much, but, yep. but let's hear it. So the three I've been most affected by, CMC, Jacobs, and Dalvin. And I'm worried because not only are these guys that are already injury-prone, but the injuries they have are all injuries that could linger. I mean, ankles, knees, hips, all those Hand things. Strings. Yeah, like all those things are, you know, it's never a – Oh, After week five, you're good. Yeah, like you know what I mean? And it's not like, like I feel like those are injuries where a lot of teams push guys out when they're not 100%. Like, you know what I mean? Like a guy tears his ACL, you're not going to put him on, you know, the next season until he's 100%. But a team, you know, who relies heavily on McCaffrey or relies heavily on Dalvin and needs him in the lineup, like they're going to play him at 75, 80%. And with those type of injuries, that could make it worse. A, yeah, to a drastic ending. So those are the ones that worry me. As far as just around the league in general, I mean, I'm trying to even like think of like. What about AJ Brown? Does that concern you? Like the hamstring. It does, but you're a big Titans guy. I am. It does concern me, but I think the fact that Julio's there now and they got Derrick Henry and they have a decent defense, I think they'll still be able to to pull out a lot of games with the weapons they have. Whereas these three teams, like it's kind of like, if you don't got if you don't got that guy, you're not gonna win. You know what, what I about mean? Daryl Henderson? Again, I feel like that's another team where it's like you got Matt Stafford, you got one of the best wide receiver rooms in the league, best defense in the league, and they got backup options. I mean, they got Sony Michelle, yeah. they got guys like that. You know what I mean? But again, like 
it's just it's tough to say because like a guy like Daryl Henderson, like he's never really been injured, so like you don't know if he's gonna. Uh, I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't say that. He, he, I'm saying to the level of like the McCaffreys and the Dalvins, like you know what I mean, because he's still oh, so young to the league. Yeah, yeah like yeah. he's so you know what I mean. So you don't know how he's gonna bounce back. And same with AJ Brown. Like AJ Brown's never had a really crazy serious injury, so it'll be tough to see. I'll have to see, you know, how much time they miss and all that. Yeah, I, I definitely had the the CMC and the Josh Jacobs on here. I think Christian McCaffrey's injury is gonna be more time consuming. I think we could see Josh Jacobs back. Sooner, sooner than than um, McCaffrey. I think it would be beneficial for McCaffrey if they said four to six weeks to at least do six. Mm-hmm. Like I would do an additional like two, especially like knowing he's only twenty five years old yeah. and, and your team showing signs of greatness already. Um, and with a seventeen game season, you want him to play January football if yeah. you're if you're lined up to be there. So honestly, the regular season doesn't mean anything to them at this point in time. Jacobs, on the other hand, the Raiders are playing great ball, but I don't think the Raiders offense will always be able to be one with their receivers. Mm-hmm. And if Darren Waller is being double teamed to not be able to produce his normal amount. I can't trust Kenyon Drake and Peyton Barber to to will me to to you know more of more of an offensive side of the ball yeah. that, than than Josh Jacobs. You know, I I uh-huh. just can't. But I do think you know with it being an ankle and it's something that jo- we have to deal with you know with Josh Jacobs often. Um, that does suck and it doesn't look bright. With AJ Brown, it does seem a little concerning, and I would like to just kind of see him, you know, miss some time and just like let it heal rather than you know try and keep playing through it because I it would suck to lose him, you know, ten plus weeks for for a hammy. And Daryl Henderson, I'm concerned about him because if it's not one thing, it's another. If it's not his ribs, it's his ankle. If it's not his ankle, it's his thumb. If it's not his thumb, it's his knee. And it's just like he's not. Sean McVay is not going to continue giving him opportunities knowing that, like, he can go get someone off the street and, and just, you know, put him in the offense. They mm-hmm. like the guy Funk or Falk or, or, or whatever whatever his name is that they have. A uh, little third, bow, third, bow, third down back. Wow. Um, and having Sony. Sony had a nice um, block in the passing game mm-hmm. the other day. Uh, but, guys, that's our fantasy update. Let us know if there's any other questions you'd like us to answer in our next fantasy update. We have our power rankings coming next week, so make sure you guys tune into those. But tune into the rest of the episodes that we have coming for you. As always, make sure to give us that five-star review, and we'll talk to you guys soon. Peace out.